Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. It's me, Shade, and Chels Pinky. Yeah. And no bedside brat, because she's in Spain living her best life. So, you know, we have a special guest, though, so we don't need Glenn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I feel like I also haven't spoken to you on VChat in forever. On VChat? Video chat, come on, get with the lingo. Like FaceTime? Oh, wait, I just realized I don't have my mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. (laughs) No, like we haven't done a recording in a long time. Oh, I was like, we don't normally FaceTime each other. I don't know what you're talking about. No, like on this video. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. We've been all over traveling, doing all the things, but... We're back. Um, We're back. My energy's hella low, and I will explain why on my red. Um, Jump into it. On red or reply. Yes. So I'm leaving Prolon on red. It's only day one. Oh my God, the but drama. The shit, like, I'm just so, like, I just, I'm tired. That's the thing. Well, I don't know. It could be a combination of prolon and jet lag, but I'm just like, I am so tired. Like, just put me in the bed. Um, so I don't know how the rest of the week is going to go, but we'll see. Because apparently day one is like the easiest day. I'm like, child, I'm tired. Yeah. Well, you're probably just tired. Maybe this weekend, it's a long weekend. Rest. Oh, no, my company's clearly racist. I don't have Juneteenth off. (gasps) Isn't that crazy? What? Isn't it a federal holiday now? It is. So I'm kind of confused. I should ask somebody. I'm going to ask somebody, actually. I think think everyone has Monday off. Um, Yeah, I was talking to someone about that. I can't remember. Um, But yeah, you know what? I'm just going to stir the pot right now open up the slack stir the pot um anywho I'm gonna reply to my trip it was lovely um it was cool because usually when I I went to Paris and I went to South France and I popped into Italy but um Normally when I go to Paris, I stay with my family and I love them dearly, but it's a lot of like schlepping back and forth between like family and all this stuff. And this time I just truly got to hang out with friends and that was very nice. Um, So plan to go back, definitely going back to Italy. Italy's very cute. This is obviously a generalization. Italians, y'all are very intense. Um, I... 
I don't know if it's a language barrier thing. I know culturally you are known as more intense people, but I was just like, damn. What do you mean by intense? Like I'd go into a restaurant and number one, Europeans don't like to work. So like, I think I went around <laughs> lunchtime, but maybe like the, the restaurant was about to close. And I was like, oh, hi for one. They'd be like, no, no, no. I'm like, <laughs> damn, bitch. Just be like the kitchen closed. Why I gotta be all this? No. Or like, maybe I they can't speak English. Or maybe they can't speak English, but like, I'm, I'm attempting to speak Italian. I'm trying to work with y'all and I'm just getting no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, and that happened multiple times where people were just like very aggressive. And again, it could be a language thing, but I watch them talk to each other. They be throwing their hands all over the place and yelling and shit. So yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all are definitely more on the spicier side. Um, but the food is delicious. Men are very good looking. So, you know, give and take. <laughs> give and take. And did you reply? I mean, did you leave on red? Oh yeah, you did. Sorry, I'm tired. Um, I was like, yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did all of that. Um, I'm going to leave Delta on red. Oh, no. Um, it's been over 20 days since my mishap traveling with them, which I've spoken about on a previous episode. And I still don't have my fucking refund. And going and talking with them... Today, actually, I've had the I had the rudest customer service agent I've ever had in my entire life. I was like, I, it was basically between her and Amex Platinum. And instead of calling one and then having to call the other, I just patched them both in and I do a three-way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hold on. Once I, do, I call Delta first because they typically have a long wait. And Amex Platinum is literally like two minutes usually. So I patched them in and she was like, ah, I was like, are you? are you okay? <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so I've had, I've never seen anyone like behave like that. And then I'm sorry, but afterwards they gave me the survey. Would you recommend this person? One, not likely at all. Five, very likely. I pressed one. Yeah. That's what like, I was like, for. why are you carrying on like that? Like I'm the one who's frustrated. I'm the one who keeps having to call fucking Delta every five fucking seconds and you're huffing and puffing. This is literally your job. It was ridiculous. Um, and she sounded like a black woman. So I was very disappointed. Um, and I am going to reply. I am going to reply to my car because I know I already told you guys I had one, but I've been driving a lot. My car now has 200 miles on it. I've driven driven 200 miles. So, you know. That's hilarious. You know what? You go, Chelsea. You go. Yeah, I'm a grown up. It just feels very grown up. Like B Majors came over and he stayed with us. Um, He's a friend of the show and a friend of ours. And he was like, wow, you're such an adult. And I was like, I know. Yep, you're about to be 30 years old and you're driving a car. I know. But it's like we like park it in the little garage. It's oh, oh, that's what I'm gonna leave on red also. A fucking bird pooped on my car because I went to the beach for the first time. Um, like sat on the sand in California, laid on the beach, and I got back to my car and there was a lump of bird shit in the corner of my car. And then everyone started freaking me out because they were like, it can really damage the paint. 
And then I couldn't find a fucking hand wash because someone else was like, don't go to automatic car washes because they can damage the paint and like fuck up your car. And I was like, okay, well, I can't find someone to detail the damn car. So then I just got like hot water and put it in a water bottle and poured it on the side of my car. And then the poop just slid off. The drama, the drama. (laughs) But people do say, yeah, it's better to do a hand wash versus, well, were you going to do like, I'm not even going to get into this. This is not exciting, Um, but okay. I love that. Um, It's exciting. People wash their cars, don't they? Yeah, but I'm not going to go into the nuances (laughs) of like car washing types. Like that's going to put me to sleep. That's literally going to put me to sleep. And now a word from our sponsors. Our friends at Ulta Beauty shared a few product recommendations for keeping your curls juicy and joyful. Ulta Beauty recommends using the following products in your routine to help in prolonging your protective styles by keeping your hair healthy and hydrated. First, cleanse with Sunday Sunday Root Refresh Micellar Rinse. This lightweight and gentle cleanser is color safe, sulfate free, and keeps your scalp and hair fresh between washes. Ulta Beauty's next recommendation is Kemet Biologics Burdock Root Buttercream, which provides rich, lightweight moisture for fine, thin, afro-slash-coily hair, delivering 24-plus hours of moisture without the buildup, perfect for dry, medium-low porosity hair. We'll finish with Rizzo's Curls Nourish Oil, which is made with 100% pure essential oils to provide a radiant shine. This lightweight oil quickly absorbs and penetrates, providing moisture and minimizing frizz for visibly healthier looking hair and scalp. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Ulta Beauty or Ulta.com to shop all your hair care essentials now. Oh, I have a confession. I hate wearing pads. They feel like diapers to me and it's just not sexy. Not only is it thick, but it's like wet and gushy and too moist in between my legs. And then I get paranoid about leaks. No one wants to leak. Uh, You literally feel everything everywhere. And God forbid you cough or you sneeze or you laugh too hard. Who knows what's going to happen? I hate pads. I feel you. I used to be very much anti-pads and I have tried so many different kinds. I have to say like nothing is worse than being afraid to sneeze on your period or to your point, like you're hanging out with your friends and you laugh too hard or God forbid you're with your man and then you're leaking everywhere. Like that is not the wave, but I got you. I'm going to put you on. I recently tried Always Ultra Thin, which is the superior period protection, especially compared to some of these other store-bought brands. Like, I'm telling you, no more drama in my life. (laughs) Well, I'm definitely going to try it. I mean, I need something that's going to soak up the moisture, um, deal with all that gushiness because it's uncomfortable. So maybe I'll give pads another try. I was ready to move on from the pad life. I'm telling you, it's the wave. It feels light and comfortable. You don't have to worry about that diaper feeling. Or, you know, sometimes when you're like laying with a pad on and it's like twisting around and you feel it in your underwear, like that's not, that's not it. And you're not paranoid about the leaking. I don't know exactly what the technology is, but always ultra thin wicks gushes 90% faster than the leading store-bought brand. Like moisture wicking for the vagine. That's what we need. 
Wow, that's amazing. I'm going to have to try them stat because nothing else has been working for me. Thanks again for the rec. Yes, girl. Go to always.com. You can learn more and get you some pads. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. Um, anywho, do you have a hotline bling? I know I do. I am the hotline bling. I am oh, blowing God. up everyone. And I am really just obsessed with myself that I am this person. I have essentially... Oh God, is this about your birthday? Absolutely. Oh I have the total birthday group chat. I have the villa group chat. I sent the itinerary. Please believe I put history links in the itinerary. (laughs) People were like, what is this? I like went all out. I was like, details on outfits, shoe type, you know, just trying to have the girls ready. I'm like, I think that's great. You can't say you didn't know, but people are probably like, this bitch is fucking crazy. Um, So yeah, I'm blowing up everybody. I'm making people's hotline bling and I absolutely love it I love that I'm this level of neurotic and crazy it truly brings me joy well it's important that you love yourself (laughs) (laughs) on your 30th birthday (laughs) this is true yeah I'm like am I gonna be crazy I feel like I'm I'm like gonna just go in right now and then once it happens I'll just kind of be like all right yeah no what do you mean? No. I think you're going to be crazy. The thing is, I feel like as long as I know everyone knows the information and they can't be like, I oh, didn't know, then I'm just right, kind of like, figure it out. give it up to God. If you make it, you make it. If you don't. Yeah, that's fair. You had the info. You come to the all white party and all black. That's on you. Right. Looking, looking like you're going to a funeral. Wait, so what parties do you guys have planned? The all white one bikini cruise all white there's a pool party probably will not make that it's going to be too much there's a lot of parties there's a lot going on I'm actually quite nervous um because it's I'm the youngest fucking person on the damn trip probably you are yeah all my friends are old (laughs) everyone's like 30 plus how do you think I feel and I'm like oh child I don't know if I'm gonna make it so I don't know how they're going to do, but we'll see. Oh, someone replied to my Slack. No, bitch. We don't have Juneteenth off. Oh. They said, nope. Some clients do. Damn. Mm. It's a federal holiday, though. Wow. You should report them to the Better Business Bureau. Is that a thing? I don't know. Did you just make that up? No, the Better Business Bureau is a thing. Oh. Like, I should report <laughs> Delta, for example. I see. And now a word from our sponsors. Hey, group chat. It's me, Sade, and I am here to talk to you all today about always ultra thin pads. Now, as you can imagine, you all know I'm the queen of self-care and I like to feel comfortable. Pads were not my thing, but ever since being introduced to always ultra thin, I'm back on the pad wave. Let me tell you why. There's superior period protection. You don't have to worry about leaks and discomfort and always ultra thin wicks gushes 90% faster than the leading store bought brand. So... Head over to always.com and get you some always ultra thin pads. Tell them that I sent you. 
My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. All right, so we told you we had a very special guest. She already came in hot and just as a fellow Caribbean sister in wood, she got her little drinks together. We have Miss Sandrine Charles. If you don't know, now you know. We said Glenn wasn't here, but we didn't need Glenn because we got plenty of personality with you but so, oh my god so the people know Glenn who you are like work out the taser yes she was <laughs> she probably was like oh i'm scared no i'm kidding <laughs> for all of you who do not know miss charles is the owner of sandrine charles consulting boutique public relations and consulting agency she has over 14 plus years agency and business experience after leaving her corporate agency she also co-founded the Black and Fashion Council with a former Black girl doing shit, Lindsay Peoples Wagner. And through the council, the ladies aim to Im- improve the representation and advancement of Black employees in the fashion and beauty industry. So if I didn't say it before, you are a Black girl doing shit. This is a segment on our show where we always highlight dope, fabulous, amazing Black women. And that's you today. I'm giving you a fake little trophy. <laughs> is that the trophy? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Wow, we we love an intro. Shout out to LP. That's what we do. We're working very hard. We're really excited about stuff we're working on. And thank you guys for having me. I know it's been nuts with my schedule. We got you. Listen. No, thanks for squeezing us in. I know. Because I understand you had to get your hair done. I was like, she ain't gonna be on time. You see the hair is done. If where not list <laughs> Harlem get it done for the low. She said not list Harlem. Okay, wait. Have you been seeing the new thing online now? When you get your braids, there's an extra charge, charge for parting. But my lady has been braiding my hair since high school. It no, is. it's real. It's real. She owns an African braiding shop in Harlem. I've been going to her since I was like 14. I am loyal to her for when she moved her shop off Lenox to Lexington. Like, that's my girl. I will travel for her. Okay. And does she do it? She doesn't do it too tight, right? No, this is not this. Okay. Okay. Because I've gotten them done. My hair is still intact. And you could ask Giovanna because my hair dresser, I go in between them. So, like, Giovanna keeps my hair healthy. You know, Jatsu keeps my hair safe and it's like a good medium. She's not tugging on my edges. Like That's what you need. You need that routine. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't even want to get into this whole parting thing because that just sounds like a bunch of shenanigans. Who's doing that? So first of all, now when I tried to, I got my hair braided in LA and it was the most, it was the worst experience of my life. I'll never go back to this girl again. And she tried to follow me on Instagram afterwards because I think she thought I was going to tag her. But no, Um, I went to her house. She was like, you have to you have to bring your own hair. I was like, I don't know anything about hair. If I pay you extra, can you just get the hair for me? She's like, no, I don't do that. I was like, it's on Amazon. But I don't know what kind of hair because she was also like, it needs to be this a specific kind. Whatever. I finally finally found the hair. And then she was it was like Rasta something. Anyways, I got the hair. And then she's like, your hair needs to be blown out. It needs to be washed condition. And then I got there and her dog almost attacked me. It was the worst experience of my life. I'm never going. You know what I hate about the new age stylist? It's like you don't even have a license. So Mm -hmm. you're 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 asking me to come. I've never gone somewhere where you're not 
combing out my hair, blowing out my hair, conditioning treatment. Um, before I went to get my hair braided, my hair was fully washed, conditioned. She even combed it out fully before she started sectioning it off, like to make sure there's no knots. Yes. Um, I think attention to detail is lost, but what do I know? These new age girls customer in service. I know a hairdresser. What happened to customer service? That's my favorite charade line. Like, <laughs> hello, how are you? My name is. Like, <laughs> these girls just be like, deposit, no kids. Is non refundable. Oh, on top of that, you know how Nothing they have all the rules? Like, if you're late, if you're 15 minutes late, you got to pay the whole appointment. I got there on time because I'm an on-time type of bitch. And then when I got there, she was like 10 minutes late. Charge her. I was like, do I get a discount? I hope so. You know you wouldn't get no discount. I know. And I had no other. You should have asked for it. I should have. But then I don't like people putting like bad juju on my hair. So I'm like, just do the damn No, no, she's not going to do. You know what? Get you a nice queen. I also have a lady that does house calls. I have In L.A.? Recently she's in new york um but my sister had someone get in la it's just a principle like when you go to get your hair done i synced up to the wi-fi i was working the entire day even though it was loud like i was still able to function Mm -hmm. and i think that's an important takeaway when you're getting your hair done but oh well this is gonna last me i'm going to paris next week for work so i'm like Ah! It's gonna last me a couple three weeks for just miss oh, for you. Sure. I know. And I wanted to go to Italy, but I'm like, I don't have time. So maybe next time. Next time, next time. All right, y'all. It's time for the group. Okay. Chat. Chelsea hates when I do this, but let's play a game. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for Chelsea to be like, no. Um, all right. We have coined this game. We call it text kit it's just text etiquette. I want to get your feel on things. And, you know, I feel like you have couth. You're a very classy lady. So the, the girls can learn a thing or two from you. Do you have red receipts? No. Yeah, that's not, that's not the it's way. Not no, it's not. I know what you said. And when you sent it, but I don't need a red receipt. You don't need a red receipt. Agreed. At this point, I feel like a lot of older people have them, but like, who's because they don't know how to turn it off. But like, older people and Glenn, people have, I know people have read receipts. I'm just like, you know, I'm gonna text you back eventually. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, but I, you know, I work. <laughs> I don't know. That's too much stress. Okay, yeah. how soon after a date should you be getting a text? Whether whoever whoever's sending it who who how what's the timeline well hmm. he should text me at least to know i got home let's say he already did that say what let's say he already did that oh the next the follow-up next mm-hmm. morning good morning good morning if not a call that evening a good morning how are you what's going on you know, because I will talk about my morning routine. So you should know I'm up at five, six o'clock. You should be asking me like, are you up? What are you doing? How's your workout? <laughs> you should set your <laughs> alarm to text me to check on how my morning is going. I mean, you don't have to. If you don't want to, we're good too on that front. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> oh my but God. I will say this. 
I will say this. Um, uh, my ex would text me no matter what before a certain time in the morning. And I was when we first started dating, I was like, if it hits this time and I have not heard from you, then we don't go together. And he was like, <laughs> damn. He was like, and he hit me every morning or or he'd hit me from the like like he'd be in the other room and I'd be working on like the morning, <laughs> like <laughs> on it. So yeah. I love that. Consistency. I like that too. Yeah. And and, it, and I made it very clear from the beginning. So it was like it trailed along. Right. It's just small things that you ask and you shall receive nice things in return. And I also think that's like a good lesson for people dating is like set the standard early. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, agree. Like, I cannot understand how you would start your day, get ready for work, go to work and then think to contact me. Like if we're not in the same room, you should be like, oh my God, my queen, 7 a.m., 8 a.m. <laughs> my <I> queen. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Oh my God. I oof. Maybe I'll start trying to enforce that. I guess it's a little late. It's, it's a, a little late for you, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a year I think in. It's great. I think, yeah, I think it's also, I mean, I said it literally the day we started dating and I didn't think he would do it. And so I'll give him a, a gold star for that and that because he took it seriously and, I, and, and we're all professional people we all do something in life you know you'd be a musician at night by the time you wake up text me call me facetime how do you let the whole top of your day go by without contacting someone you're courting or dating i i don't accept it I they agree. don't know about courtship no more Oh, I know. I heard. I seen. <laughs> I heard. I know. <laughs> okay. But also, ladies, you have to demand courtship too, right? Yeah, demanding. Cor- I have flowers in front of me. They are like fifty dozen roses, and someone who well, I won't name sent it when I moved into my apartment. Gorgeous, stunning. I said I like white roses. Here. Damn, they are. Yes. <laughs> but it's like the little things that you can say that that will just be done and or they won't and if they won't then okay understood where we are congratulations you played yourself but god message bless. received i wish god i had bless. my taste already <laughs> oh god i'm so glad you don't <laughs> the audio would be going fucking crazy okay <laughs> Now we like him. He sends the morning text. He's on top of it. He's a, he's a good quarter. Are we sending nudes? Honestly, I don't. No, no. I just feel like, I don't know. I know I'm a nobody, but I feel like there's going to come a point where you're like, I don't really fuck with you no more. He's like, oh, you don't? Okay, well, I'm going to send it to so-and-so, so-and-so. Or I'll send it to this person who's editor. I'll just be messy. I don't do it. Mm. I, I, I would love to be adventurous, but I was I was thinking the absolute worst case scenario. And but what about no no face, no case? I was thinking oh, I, that too. When I was like younger, like mm. not my last two boyfriends at all. No. None. Zero. Zero. Child, I have a whole video that I'm like, hmm, it's sitting on a GoPro. I, just, I have wonder videos. what's going on there. <laughs> I, I mean, probably... there's 
there's footage I just haven't pressed go on for sure, but mm. I haven't sent it. Mm, okay. And it's all on your phone. Yes. Okay. Okay. Last but not least, do we do group chats for shows? Like, are we tapping in with the girls to talk about the housewives or are you like, don't do that. I don't, I don't want that. No, there's so many group chats. I'm in like at least 10, my top, like, what is it? Your top nine, uh, half of them are group chats. So. Oh my goodness. Popular. Yeah. Look at how many group chats. 10 group chats. No, like there's one person that's a solo one. And then oh, okay. And your top are do any of them have any good names um ho season (laughs) (laughs) that's all the newly single girls you know we got we're newly single um newly single with uh dozens of roses yeah yeah they're courting courting. true 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 true. you're right you're right you're right you're right um there's pussy and chicken (laughs) there's do we have a problem there's bounce back bitches yeah it's a good time I think like I also love that we all work in such polarizing corporate environments that to be ourselves in our group chats it's really nice and refreshing yes I like that you said that because we talk about the sanctity the importance of the group chat what it means to us as black girls texting to just have that home that space and yes what was it I don't like Pussy and chicken. <laughs> it was. It started off as a pool party, and it's just a group chat. I mean, the women in that group chat are amazing. I look up to all of them. They are like real boss bitches in their fields, and I think that it's crazy that you have to be so one-sided. I think that's why, like a year ago, I started doing my like photo dumps with TikToks and stuff because I sit on TikTok. And people were like, oh my God, it's not professional. And I was like, it's my own page. I'm my own person. I have a business page. And this is like what I find amusing. I think it's very interesting that I have to just put on a facade 24 seven and mm-hmm. I can't go, I'm funny or I like this. Because otherwise, in trouble. Like, your photo dumps are iconic. They're fucking hilarious. I'm hilarious. <laughs> I cackle to myself <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yes, Andrina's has posted. What type of shenanigans are in here? Number one, I don't know how you find this shit. <laughs> I'm on TikTok till like 3 a.m. So See, that's why I won't like, get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot. Do you feel I like just, you have to like code switch at this point in your career? Like, I feel like no. you are so established. No. It's not even about me. You know, I always fear that I'm not going to get a client I want because they'll go, oh, she posted that, but I'm like, wouldn't you want to know who I really am? Because mm-hmm. most of the clients I have are like, I'm close with them. I've been with them for a couple of years. You know, my personality, you know, my family, you know, the spicy mommies, you know, my friends, you probably met someone I was dating. So it's like, you have to like me as a person too. And if you find me as a person undesirable, because I think dark humor is funny, like, you know, those girls who are having trouble with their boyfriends or like a Nicki Minaj video. And they're, you know, people are like, oh, it's so unprofessional. I'm like, but this isn't a professional page. This says it's my name, me as a human being. And then it has like things I'm sharing with you. Yeah. If you just want to see coverage, you can see coverage here. If you want to see 
you know, some riot swim vacation photos, you can come here, <laughs> you know? <laughs> See how you did that. <laughs> she She's on top of it. Well, okay. This is what I actually did want to talk about. And this is a nice transition is that you kind of are really like just an icon in the PR world, but I read that you were considering being a lawyer. Oh yeah. I was going to be a lawyer. (laughs) I still want to be a lawyer. I figured after I get married and have kids, um, I can try to study for the bar and take the LSAT over and really do that. But I was trying to be a lawyer. And then my godmother who was in the entertainment field introduced me to the life. And I was like, Oh, this is a little bit more exciting and Mm -hmm. reflects my personality a little bit more. So why don't I try to um, try this out? And I interned hard. I worked, got fired, worked again, interned again, and found my groove like mid-level where I'm sure some of my peers were like amazing at assistant level, amazing at associate level. It didn't really happen for me until mid-level. So I just said, if I'm not going to be a lawyer, let me just do this. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. And Wait, that's how I, I thought. I want to hear one of the fired stories because I think it is infor- important to share like moments that aren't so bright and like use that as a learning lesson for those who might want to follow in your footsteps. How did the Sandrine Charles get fired? <laughs> I got fired once and it checked me real quick because I was like assistant level. She told me to come to work at nine. Like I work for a proper corporate agency. Started at nine o'clock. I'd be like in the elevator at nine, nine oh three, nine oh five. I'd be at my desk or whatever, telling me nine. And then I was just like not grasping everything, which is why like I give grace, but I'm also like very hard on people who work underneath me because I'm like, I messed up here. Don't be like me. Be better. Mm. And so it's like I wasn't doing well. And then on top of it, I was getting in at nine. And at my desk at like 9.05, 9.10. And so at one point, she she called me into her office. I think I got there at like 9.02 at my desk. And she told me I'm fired. And I, I felt it was coming for a while because I wasn't doing well at like just the admin stuff. Okay. And I, I just didn't know when they'd pull the trigger. So it didn't hurt me, but it like motivated me to be better. So like I interned after that again, because, you know, humble millennials. And then I got another job afterwards. And what I learned from being fired and then what I learned from interning again translated into me getting another role. And by that time, I'm mid-level. So I think, I think when people look at it and they're like, oh, well, you do this. You, I worked my ass off. I, was, I, I would get, once they gave me a key, I was there early and I would leave late. Like the guy I was dating at the time would stay late too, or he had like an artist event. And then we would meet for like 11 p.m. dinner because he's like, your felt work? Okay. Yeah. I was like, I have Damn. to make something of myself. I have to do well. But I think if I never got fired, I wouldn't have had, you know, a very much need for success mm-hmm. because I didn't know that there would be a consequence for me, you know, not getting on the train a little earlier. Like, you know what time it is. You're coming from Harlem. Yeah. I was that girl. I was that girl. I'd be walking in the meeting with the Starbucks, like 9.07. Like, not with a Starbucks. Oh, yeah. I was, I was terrible. I was terrible. I was too scared to be terrible because I was like, I can't be the Black girl 
there was another black girl, but I can't be the black girl and coming in at this hour mm. and having a coffee or like a breakfast sandwich, like just starve until lunch. My yeah. boss literally called me out one time. Like, if you're going to be late to these meetings, at least don't show up with a latte. And yeah. I was like, okay, Jordan, Jesus. Not Jordan. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think that would really piss me off if I saw that. No, absolutely. Not. I yeah. mean, he, he was right, but you know. I'm the type, I'm a test the waters kind of bitch. I'm like, let's just find out. I am find not out. a test the waters type of bitch. I know, they'd the be one. like, you're fired. <laughs> no, I also tell my team, I'm like, you know, there are cameras in here. I see when you get in. I see when, oh yeah, I had two cameras in the office and they cross so I can see everything from the front door to their desk, to the showroom, to the conference room. So would you be like on your phone? Like, like yeah, I'm like, cam? do you actually, do you actually look at me? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> and then the audio's on. I can hear everything. <gasps> Ooh, but it's it's yeah. really for their safety. I don't want someone of to course. Up, yeah, I don't want someone to run up into the space and try it. But don't try me. They're like, oh, Centrine was being so annoying yesterday. Oh, was I? Like, <laughs> I I used to talk into it. I used to like, I what's going on? <laughs> You'd be like, oh, what I was annoying yesterday. Say more. <laughs> Yo, I'd be fucking shook. Okay. So I also want to ask about navigating PR because when you first started, was it like, were you with a white company? Was it majority white? Like, how did you navigate that? Well, I was navigating fashion. So yeah, it was majority white. You're the minority. And Mm -hmm. I think um, I've always been the minority. I grew up in a very predominantly white neighborhood. So I wasn't really, it was just like, okay, again, um, mm. I it really and, and then it it flows into like experiences that I've heard from other friends because it was like more of a shock when I was like oh it's fine I grew up with white people and now you know older and access to like social media and seeing how you know PWI versus all this stuff I'm like no but I I didn't feel a kind of way because it's all I knew mm-hmm. I knew that I was supposed to be one of none in the room um. But I didn't think that uh, until like minor microaggressions started to happen. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My friends and their parents didn't talk to me like this. What's going on? That everything kind of just clicked into place. Um, but I, I think overall, I, I very much stood my ground on everything. I don't let people railroad me, talk slick to me, um, try me. Because I could talk the same shit you do. So, or better. Nobody knows what I am on the phone. And back then we didn't have video. Mm. So your initial interviews are always like a conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hi, I'm Sandra. You know, like you don't know what I am. Um, And and so if you gave me some shit after, then it's like, okay, gotcha. Mm, That is so interesting how the interview process probably did change from like video to like just phone calls. Remember, they used to just email you, then ring you up. Then you would go for your interview in person. And because my name is also French, like they didn't know what they were getting. It wasn't like, oh, I expect a black girl. It's like, oh, no, she's probably like a right. white girl from Paris. <laughs> Period. That's fucking crazy, though, to think about like how much things have changed. Like yeah. people get, well, people are still probably being crazy, but you can get called out so much easier now. Like, it's not like- but what happened to our MySpaces and Facebook? Like no one really cared because if I go back and see, like we would go to parties 
loaded up on Facebook. And then that's like your memory. I went to this crazy Bosch, but that's it. But now it's like, they can't even just go out and have fun because everything's on the internet. Technically everything was on the internet for us. It just wasn't under a microscope. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, this is what you do on the weekend. I'm watching you. When it's like, I don't care. Oh, I no. know. As long as you could work Monday through Friday properly, uh, you're not doing drugs in my office. Um, <laughs> if you're not drinking on the job, we're cool. What you like outside of work, as long as it's not like crazy illegal, is on you. <laughs> you're not doing drugs in my office. <laughs> don't do drugs here. Yo, that's Yo. crazy. I mean, some some of the some of the girlies were doing that, especially back in the fashion days. That's why I'm like, mm. listen, I know people like their things, they have their isms, but as long as you don't do it here, we're fine. I don't want to know what you do outside. Do really good work here. I'm curious, and I think maybe some of our listeners probably are too, about how you were like how you grew up, because you mentioned that you grew up like being like the only black girl can you like mm-hmm. speak to like your adolescence and like when you were younger and growing up I was in catholic school it's like eighth grade and then I was in public school in my district which was predominantly white I have a picture from one of my best friends she's gonna probably hear this later and just like smile her bridal shower and it's like a bunch of us from high school and I'm black and everyone else is just white um but back then, and I mean, I, I, whatever, like I was in black organizations growing up too. So I had my black friends. Jack and Jill? Well. Yeah. Oh! Wait, were you put your kids in that, in Jack and Jill? Yeah, for sure. Because honestly, I don't know where I'm going to raise kids, but I know it's going to be in the suburbs. Mm. I, I like the way I grew up. I liked having, I know like when people see me post things, they're probably like, oh my God, like, you know, you're spending your money on this. I've always had nice bags. I've always had nice things. I don't apologize for it because I don't think my parents immigrated here for me to not do well, for them not to do well, for me to do okay. And then the next generation to do better. Um, But it did, but I saw my friends like getting Chanel bags every week. Like we're in high school. So I'm, and I'm like, oh, everyone's driving a super nice car. So for me, um, it never really hit me until I started posting things like a bag I'm wearing that day or like something and seeing people say things like that, like, oh, it's because you do this for a living. It's like, you want to see my bag collection stemming from like years ago. This isn't a new bag thing, but I think the stigma of whatever this new black girl luxury thing is, it's like, it's real. Like I had friends in Jack and Joe and I'm like, you guys, yeah. yeah. Aspirational <laughs> for sure. Uh, and I think that's what we would hope um, to achieve. Um, but anyway, it, it's frowned upon for some reason. Um, yeah, I was talking to my therapist today about guilt and we had a long discussion about it. <laughs> and Chelsea's yeah, Catholic think- guilt. We don't know if it's Catholic associated. I don't know if it's Catholic or just being black, <laughs> but um, oh, or both. Or I both. must say the devil whammy, <laughs> <laughs> the one-two combo. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes like when I, I like I think a lot of people like for instance when I got engaged, right? A I lot of my friends great. when they get engaged, they post like a zoom in of their ring. Yeah. And my friends were like, "Are you going to post the ring? Are you going to post the ring?" And I was like, "No, that's so weird." Like. 
I don't feel comfortable like doing this. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that's also like a, just kind of your personality. Like, like I don't. I was but, yelling at you in DMs. I'm like, show me the Rick. Congratulations. I'm being nuts. <laughs> but I think when you're happy for people, when you know they're happy and you want to be happy for them, I think culturally it's like, show me the ring. Yeah. 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 It's a beautiful ring. Thanks. It's pretty damn nice. Bernard James. Original. Bernard. Hey. I saw Bernard James recently at, at Le Dombo House. You know. <laughs> Le Dombo House. The Black House? <laughs> no, not that full house. That house is always full now. You can't catch me over there anymore. <laughs> Can't just get a seat or nothing. It's fucking I love crazy. that house. That's because you pop in and pop. I'm about to say things have changed. Oh really? Now it's like ta ta ta. No, let me hey, stop. Hey, uh, we like ta 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 sometimes. People said they don't need double house reservation, right? It's kind of packed, and I don't love it. Damn. But you know, I'm still loyal because you know. Yeah. Those are my people. You can have a little moment, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay. Shifting gears. Can you share more on the black and fashion council for those who do not know how it started, where it's going? You said you have some things in the works. We love sneak peeks. Well, you know, we're not sneak peek kind of girls. Ah! We're We're working girls. I think when we started in 2020, it was an extension of Lindsay's article that I was a part of in 2018 and nothing changed. And I, I think for us, we were building community. We were already doing Zooms with a bunch of people. Like at one point we had 400 people on a Zoom, fashion industry, different categories. Like, well, guys, what are we gonna do? We're all home. It's not like we're going back to an office anytime soon. And it grew into the partnership with IMG. And then we did our survey, our human index score a survey and then we created different alignments with brands under umbrella we currently have over 100 um and what we're really trying to do is build community and a universal standard and it's not overnight so we haven't posted a lot recently we're really excited about what we have we're going into i think our sixth season with img and we're helping so many emerging designers and so many have gone to win vogue fashion funds and you know, create really larger brands and experiences than before, which we're proud of. Um, And that's the point, uplifting each other through community. We started doing like town halls during COVID, which was hard because it's like Zoom. And we're excited to do those experiences in person. Um, We did our first like board dinner and invited editors, which um, we're going to do again, but also do one for like more industry people and Mm -hmm. do micro ones. And uh, our job fair was really successful that we did virtually and Storm Reed was our uh, keynote speaker. So we want to continue to do things like that. We're just being very intentional with everything versus just throwing things to a wall because everyone else is doing it. Like what is the long-term plan for everything we do? Yeah. And in this industry, especially, I think, Again, back in the day, you were like, you said one of none. It felt like people were gatekeeping. They weren't trying to really like bring people in. They were like, listen, I'm the one black girl here. Sorry, like I can't help you. And a lot of that is shifting. Thank the fucking Lord. And I think a lot of that has to do with like the work that you're doing and the space that you're making because people don't have to feel like they need to gatekeep anymore. But what's the point of gate? Let me tell you something. You think I'm going to be doing this at 60? I'm not. I'm not going to be at a party 
checking people in at 60. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be home with my man, my man, my man, and my kids and my dogs (laughs) reaping the fruits of my labor like normal people do. But I think it came to a point where people didn't want to share. And I love teaching people how to be their best. Even if they graduate from me and go to other places or other companies, I'm like, God, they have a foundation. Mm -hmm. And that Black girl is going to do great because she has it. So even if it doesn't extend with me, I'm a smaller shop. That's cool. I want you to do well and be a product of like me nurturing you at some point to like get into another role and be at a higher position. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people also think like that. I think a lot of people are like, there's no point. We're, we're noticing there's so much more than our eyes could see at that point in terms of wealth of companies and industries and types of jobs you can do that why not put people on karma's your best teacher and your best blessing so be good to people so that the universe can be good to you okay miss charles with the quotes right (laughs) this is just a personal question that I just want to ask, and since I have you here, why not? And maybe other people can benefit from it. I have found that I really don't want to work for anyone. And I've been saying like, all right, I might do consulting. I might do my own agency. I might go on my own, or maybe I'll freelance, or maybe I'll like just kind of take the leap. But there is comfort in that salary and that guaranteed health insurance. So how do you take the leap? Like, when is it? enough. I'm always like, Oh, maybe I'll learn a little more or I'll build a little more. I'll do this. And I feel like you can maybe yourself out of ever doing anything. People told me, um, for three years before I took the leap to do it, I was launching different brands. I was like, basically the publicist behind these brands. And they're like, why don't you do this on your own? I'm like, uh, I like being the director of a department at an agency. I'm learning so much. I talk to finance. I talk to legal. I talk to mm-hmm. the owners. I'm learning. And it, and I wasn't learning to go on my own. I thought I was going to leave my last agency and go in-house after six months of a break um, because I was working so hard. But people were referring me and I already had my LLC because I was freelancing on the side before I took like the job that told me I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I already had all that stuff outside um and I I took the leap because I was like oh what am I gonna do wait till I'm like 40 I'll do it at 29 and when I did it I I was surprised at how many clients were coming my way and me just like looking at the landscape and saying oh I would work with that brand or I think that brand's cool and being very intentional with um with what I wanted to do and I and I think that the the glamorous side is that like I'm like oh I'm getting coverage but not every client works out and I said it recently on my friend's um, podcast, I was like, you know, I, I definitely take the best and forget the rest where I'm like, I'll do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And if it does not work, if, if it cannot penetrate the market, if the editors aren't interested in what you're selling, that's not to say that I didn't put my whole heart into it. It's just not an appetite right now. And, you know, if you come back and try it again in a year, or if, you know, whatever you come out with a new product and it's a, it's a success, I'm happy for you. Mm-hmm. But I think where I'm very discerning is like working with people who want to work with me long-term and know that like, this is a partnership. 
versus what I learned in agencies. It's like, oh, you're disposable. Oh, I'm leaving. Um, and that's fine. Sometimes it happens and some come back. I had a client just come back um, after a couple months of regrouping, but I'm not like upset with them. Like you have to raise money. You have to do this. And mm-hmm. that's another part of the business. It's, it's very, I wish sometimes that Instagram was not around because the, the generation right after me finds it very interesting to say the least like oh you can go to events or you're with your friends or you're just going on trips and stuff it's like my laptop's at the hair braiding shop with me I'm working the entire day I didn't cancel one call so yes I can go get my hair braided on a Wednesday but I also am working throughout the entire day despite having five other people that work for me yeah saw that out of office you'd be like I'm flying I will get back to you I'm like damn (laughs) they're trying to hunt her down (laughs) (laughs) and I do I'd be be working sometimes I take a little cat nap for my little mouth garden when I'm sleeping I'm not (laughs) I'm like I'm on the plane but I'm also like okay I gotta get up and do this like after this I have to finish something but I like what I do Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I like it with this as with this much enthusiasm I love that. I think that's great advice. I want to ask a question too. Might be a little silly, but what are your thoughts on the Sex in the City reboot storyline that Samantha Jones could not do PR for Carrie and that's why their friendship ended? I think, well, we all know why she's not here, but I thought they should have left it alone. I really think they should have left it alone because look at what she did with her man. It meant an international superstar. It's just unfortunate that, like, I mean, listen, I did my friend's wedding PR. I was like, wedding, wedding PR? That's a- yeah, I was like, okay. Jan- Janelle's wedding. But what is wedding PR? Well, like, two of my friends got wedding their- publications and, d- oh, no. It two was of my friends out. got it in the New York Times. There's in the New York Times. It was Times. a rollout. Like, when I saw my cousin years ago get his wedding in the New York Times, I said, y'all are announcing but I knew people did it. I just didn't know the extent. And it's like, then we had a Harper's exclusive brides, the not, you know, it was everywhere. And I said, that's exactly, I was like, I'm a publicist. That's what it is. And okay, wait, uh, what's the criteria to get to this? Look at Chelsea, like, <laughs> <laughs> she, just, she, she, she had a lot going on and it was a COVID wedding that was shifted. And so it's like, yeah, I'll help you like, what are you looking for? What kind of stories are they writing? And, you know, being a publicist, you're reading every day and being a writer for her, she knows what's happening. So it was really mm. fun to, you know, collaborate with, you know, one of my best friends and make sure that she had a really beautiful wedding to share. And um, now, yeah, of course, there's Vogue weddings, there's New York Times, there's, you know, Harper's has its wedding section and so forth. But wedding PR is a real thing. And it is, great it's not something I would do full-time I would do it for my friends you know because when I get married I can't wait for like Hermes plate sets and you know Baccarat stemware and things that can go in my you know summer house but you know <laughs> oh my god I love it I Ladies and gentlemen, Sandrine Charles. (laughs) We can just end it right there. The fucking Baccarat stem. (laughs) And she's she's dead ass. You probably need to watch the video so that you can just see the reactions because she's not flinching. She she said what she said. I said what I said. Straight face. (laughs) 
<laughs> where can the people find you um, if they want to, if they want your services or they just want to keep up? Like what, what kind of socials are we trying to share? Uh, services, website, sandrinecharles.com, at sandrinecharlesconsulting, office at sandrinecharles.com for inquiries. Um, for me personally, and all the things I do from being like a board member for UNICEF, we have a fundraiser in July, go buy your tickets, uh, to, you know, my photo dumps and my friends and just like life at Sandrine Charles. Um, and yeah, I'm outside, you know, I live in Brooklyn. (laughs) I am. I walk everywhere. I have a dog. I talk to everyone. So you have a dog? Croissant. Yeah, I'm like Croissant Charles. Croissant oh, Charles. I've never seen your dog. Croissant what? Charles is in the building. Oh, little Croissanti. Hi, Mama. Cute. Yeah, baby. She is okay. She sees the world. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. And you can find Croissant. He's also outside. Well, thank you for joining the group chat. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys. Glad we finally did it. We did it. All right. So what would you do if your son was at home crying alone on a bedroom floor? Okay. So this person um, didn't give much detail, no name, all that, pretty anonymous, I feel you. But they said, my boyfriend of four years and I recently broke up. And while it was a mutual breakup, I'm just ready to move forward. Unfortunately, we live together and signed the lease together and it is not up until the fall. I can afford to break it and just get my own spot, but I would be putting my ex in a pinch financially. Should I just do me or give him some grace and suck it up? Oh, well, it sounds like it wasn't a contentious breakup. So I would just be decent and just suck it up. Mm. Or if you're okay with creating an enemy. I think you can suck it up because you you'll benefit financially as well. You don't have to pay to break the lease and all that extra stuff. And right. moving in the summer is really challenging. Well, in New York, I don't know how it is in other states. However, I feel like you have to put in OD boundaries. Like we are not together. We are not fucking. I'm going to have niggas over like the fall, like the, maybe no, November fall. September fall like what maybe fall? don't have guys over oh, I think wow. that can be a boundaries boundary like okay no like because it's a mutual breakup so he doesn't want her either right so I don't think he's gonna be trying to mess with her but like yeah list the boundaries state them but would you want guests over would you want his guests and you're get like how about we That's just true. sleep there and it's the summertime just be outside oh that sucks damn you have no family friends cousins this is i genuinely want to know i want if someone has gone through this please write to us i'm actually having conversations with my mom about this and she's like i know people they they move in and then the other person don't want to leave i'm like oh nah yeah also like 
know me is one thing, live with me is another. When people move in, that's like a whole different step. Yeah. Than I'm just like, dating. Jesus Christ. Yeah. If you've experienced this, give us your advice. I have no idea what I would genuinely do. I'm talking about like, oh my God, just stick it out. I might be like, get the fuck out of my apartment. <laughs> like, Bye. See you. Best of luck. I'll help you apartment hunt. <laughs> you mean kick him out. But his name is on the lease. You can't do that. That's true. God, Lord. Yeah. It's either you leave if he's not trying to leave. Either someone leaves and then you pay all the rent by yourself or you break the lease and then <sighs> the other one is forced to pay the rent by themselves. Or no, or it just like ends the whole lease, right? Is that what yeah, but you usually have to pay to break the lease. Yeah. And it's probably at least two months. Girl, I don't know. Best of luck. Best of luck. Maybe work it out. Suck it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Stick it out for the apartment. Um, stick it out for the apartment. I think you can survive till fall. Yeah. You said it was a mutual breakup, so that that sounds like there's not that much drama. So just stick it out. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Keep us keep us posted. Um, Godspeed, and yeah, Chelsea, you want to take us out? Yes, follow us as always on all of our platforms. We've got Patreon. We've got twitter black girls text one we've got a website we've got instagram we've got youtube but everything's black girls texting outside of twitter and someone shoot me up with some cocaine or some shit because i'm so tired i was like shoot you (laughs) up what the fuck i'm so tired have you seen the amount of times i've yawned i just need a relaxing fucking day but it just never comes it never comes Okay, well, this is the end of the episode. So, how much you, you can take this energy into the Patreon? Okay, bye, guys. Hey, patrons. You. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting, and we'll see you next week. Bye.